0: The Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donato's.com for more information. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? What is up? It's another episode of the Michael Balco Show. I'm your host. Come on now, y'all. Mike Balco. You already know the drill. But today I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's the anchor of the Ball State defense, one of the best tacklers in the NCAA. And he's 2020's Arizona Bowl defensive MVP amongst many other collegiate awards. Bryce Cosby, how are we doing today, my man?
1: Good. can't complain. Blessed. Just, Just happy to be on here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate you uh, hopping on today. Literally, I messaged Bryce yesterday. I was like, hey, bro, I want to get you on my podcast. And he hopped on the next day. So, you know, we're making quick work of this. First and foremost, we got to rep that area code. Tell us about your hometown of Louisville, Kentucky and what makes it so unique. Oh, man, you know, Louisville, you
1: know, that's a very special place to me. You know, like you said, it's my hometown. Grew up, you know, I feel like it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me resiliency. You know, it kind of gave me the mentality I needed to take the field and, you know, try to, you know, assert my dominance on every play. But more so, you know, I feel like it just trained you to kind of have that underdog mentality, you know, here lately, not just in sports, but in, you know, all phases, we've kind of seen people from Louisville Kind of sprout out and you know make a name for themselves and on a, a more global worldwide stage but um you know when i was growing up in you know middle school high school like a lot of a lot of the talent in Louisville is you know kind of being overlooked you know there's guys who's older than me 2016 class 2015 class and even earlier than that that I feel like you know I looked up to when I was in middle school elementary school and you know I just feel like they didn't get the, the same opportunity I did so considering I got the opportunity I just wanted to take advantage of it but you know Louisville is a very special place in my heart you know it taught me a lot of a lot of life lessons um, and yeah I'm, I'm I'm forever grateful and I feel
0: like you know, my city is a big big reason I'm I'm where I'm at today. Yeah, most definitely. Um I know I've seen a lot of people have seen your your kind of like your whole story up to this point on like Ball State's uh YouTube channel. But uh kind of tell us a little bit about your recruiting story out of high school and how you kind of ended up at Ball State.
1: Yeah, so I went to Manual High School, which is right on Louisville's campus in Louisville so that was it was always unique you know being right there on Louisville's campus when Lamar was doing his thing at Louisville you know you were right in the mix but um yeah I went to Manual High School my freshman year I was actually playing quarterback and uh, I moved to play DB uh corner in specific to my sophomore year and I was starting varsity I think I played like the first six games and uh suffered a broken collarbone so you know, that was, that was unfortunate, but, you know, I was able to get some experience and, you know, looking back, it was probably the, the best thing that could have happened to me because it, you know, it gave me a longer offseason. You know, I was able to train get ready for, you know, what I, what I had planned as the biggest, biggest year of my high school career and my junior year, because, you know, I knew I wanted to go D one and, I knew to do that, you know, you need to have a a really good junior year, so by your senior year, you're not scrambling, trying to get offers and things of that nature. So, yeah, I put in a lot of work going into my junior year. I think that's when I really, really started to take the whole football thing super serious just in terms of doing extra work on my own, really trying to hone in on my craft. And, um, you know, I I was able to reap the benefits of that. You know, I had a very good junior year. had eight picks um, at corner, three of them for touchdowns. Um, You know, we won a cut. We won a decent amount of games my junior year and um, like I said earlier it was growing up in Louisville you know it was just kind of a slower process for me you know and then I, I never really I didn't know I was considered small until you know the college coaches started coming around because that's just not something I think about when I take the field so um, between you know being at being from Louisville um, you know not really a, a hotbed for coaches to come in terms of recruiting and then you know, not being your typical six foot guy that they they wanted corner at that time. Um you know it was kind of hard in terms of just getting recruited, getting people to see what I saw, um, and you know, getting people to take a chance on me. So um, there was a lot of lower level division one offers. Um you know I had an offer from all the the military schools, Air Force, Army, Navy. Um I had Ball State, Eastern Kentucky was my first offer. Um I had Western Kentucky. And who else? I had Georgia State, a couple other schools I'm probably missing, but um, you didn't even have Louisville, nah, they, yeah, they, they said too small.
0: That's wild,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't have any power five offers, so really just kind of took that one on the chin and and you know, made it up in my mind. I'll just I'll take advantage of whatever opportunity I'm given at whatever, whatever other is and so, you know, Ball State was just the most consistent in terms of my recruiting. Um, you know, they were calling me weekly. Coach Doherty, our special teams coach and tight ends coach, he's still here. You know, he was calling me almost every day, you know, just checking in with me, seeing how things were going. They were sending me edits, you know, in high school, you you love those. Sending me edits, you know, and just really just seemed like I was a priority there, you know, that they were genuinely interested and um, you know, the proximity to home wasn't that far and so it was Kind of everything just just matched up the way it needed to, and then, as far as you know the academic you know, I was looking leaning towards being in in sports commentating and david let it, he he put a lot of money into the school for that that area, so you know it all kind of just worked out,
0: yeah that's what's up, and you're making all these. All these two small schools pay because you've been balling out, my man. I'm about to list your stats real quick. 316 tackles, 16 TFLs, 9 picks, 13 PDs, 3 fumble recoveries, amongst other things as well. Uh, You've been balling in college, bro. That's just to say the least. Uh, (laughs) What are your plans, not only for the rest of the season you're currently in, but after the season as well?
1: Uh, Yeah, really, I'm just taking it a game at a time. Like you said, I'm just trying to help uh my team do do whatever we can as a unit to get better each and every week um you know that's my main focus right now you know after after the season you know I'll approach that you know when it comes and, and you know kind of just taking a day at a time like I am right now for the season but you know um, the hopes are that you know I can take my chances and, and try to go to the next level but you know as far as right now um uh, you know getting better daily. Uh, Not only individually, but more importantly, as a as a defense and as a team, uh, you know, try to get back to where we finished last year in terms of a conference championship and a a bowl game. So, yeah, really just focusing on getting better every day, Um, you know, trying to stack games and and show continuous improvement.
0: Yeah. So last year, you know, you guys had a a damn good squad. Uh, You guys you were crowned the champs of the Mac, man. What was that moment like for you and your teammates?
1: I mean, it was huge. You know anybody who's followed us these past four years? They they know the story. That, you know, starting off in 2017, we were all playing as true freshmen. Um, we were all probably out there a little bit too early, but you know, that's just how it had to go. And uh, you know, we took some some true beatings in 2017. You know, uh, we lost games 63 to seven, 55 to seven. You know, it was it was it was hard. You know, it was probably the toughest year of my life in terms of just, you know, the football aspect uh, because, you know, things weren't as fun and, you know, you're losing and losing is never fun, So, um, you know, it really, it really tested us mentally and physically in terms of, you know, having to withstand the whole, you know, coming from high school, you might play eight or nine weeks. Now you're playing 12 weeks. Um, you know, it's a longer season. So we were definitely tested early. And, um, you know, to see that come um, and you fast forward to our senior year, with COVID, uh, the COVID season, and you know, being able to completely flip the script, um, you know, finish seven and one, win the MAC, um, and then go to win the Arizona Bowl game, first bowl game in school history. You know, it's it's something that all the older guys and you know the guys I came in with and the guys that are a year above me um, will cherish forever because uh, you know we we all went through the same hardships and the fact that we stuck together and you know. The the bond only got stronger. Um, you know, kind of speaks to just our, our team chemistry and resilience, and you know, we were able to, um, you know, reap the benefits of just seeing it through and, and sticking to the process. So, you know, the the, the bowl game and the MAC championship is definitely two two of my favorite moments as far as, um, in my football career that I've been able to experience thus far.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. We got to get to know you a little bit outside of football now. Who you bump into pregame?
1: Pre-game, uh, there's a couple people on the list. G Herbo, he, he's definitely getting played. Um, ESTG, he's definitely getting played. Uh, some old Wayne, that'll get played. Uh, Futures in the mix. So yeah, so it's a little bit of it's kind of a
0: variety, but you, you um, coming to take some heads off out there, my boy?
1: Definitely trying to trying to. <laughs> Get into that mode before the game, for sure.
0: Yes, sir. In your opinion, you can skip this one if you want, but in your opinion, who are the best three safeties in the league right now?
1: The best three safeties in the league right now? Tyron Matthew. Um, mm-hmm. Derwin James. That third one is hard. It can go to a couple different people. Um, I'm gonna rock out with the smaller guys. So I'm gonna go Buddha Baker, Buddha Baker,
0: Buddha Baker. Saw him play in a uh, high school. It was crazy. I used to live up there in uh, North Bend, Washington. Saw Buddha Baker just completely dominate Mount Sinai High School as a member of the Bellevue. Don't even remember their name anymore. It's been a while. But him and Miles Jack were just lighting us up back in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buddha Baker. He's a dog out there. You play a lot like all of those dudes, bro. So. Listen, it's just fate. <laughs> Who is the best player you've ever played with and against in your entire football career? You can take it back to high school, little gritters, doesn't matter.
1: Um, <clears throat> best player I've played with, uh, I'll say two. One of them was in high school. His name Jalen Carter. He currently plays receiver for Louisville. Um, just a freak athlete, you know, 6'1", 6'2", 220 pounds, four, like four, four laser 40, um, you know, can high point the ball, Seen him make crazy catches. Uh, Just one of those guys that, you know, amazes you. um, And, you know, you never know what what he's going to do next. So um, that's one Jalen Carter in high school. And then two, I'd probably say Justin Hall, guy I'm playing with right now. Um, He plays, he plays slot, um, just a, Another freak athlete, you know, the stuff I've witnessed him do the past four years is straight up ridiculous. You know, hurdling people, um, running people over that he's much shorter, smaller than, um, you know, he just plays with that true dog mentality. Uh, you know, I rarely do you see him get tackled, you know, one-on-one, just a solo tackle. And, so, you know, he's always, he's a big play waiting to happen. So those are the first two for people I've played with and played against, um, I'll say, Deontay Johnson from Toledo. He was uh he was he was as advertised just in terms of just you know could could make you miss uh, you know had long speed um, then Eskridge. Eskridge from Western Michigan this past year who just got drafted by the Seahawks he was another guy that was. Definitely um, fun to compete against, and you know, one of the best that I've been able to compete against, just in terms terms of you know, you're seeing the speed um, firsthand. And so, uh, yeah, I would say those two guys are guys that stuck out
0: to me. Yeah, those definitely some dogs. Um, All right, so we got to ask, what is the because that's kind of this next question is kind of like what my show is about, you know, because my show's always just kind of been about, you know, overcoming adversity, how you do it, how. How you can help other people do it. So, what is the biggest piece of adversity that you've had to face or overcome, whether it's in your life, whether it's on the football field? Doesn't matter. Whichever way you want to take it, and how did you do so? I would think.
1: I think for me, the biggest biggest adversity I had to deal with growing up was <clears throat> just always constantly being overlooked, doubted. Um, it's a mixture of that, and then kind of dealing with injuries early on. Um you know both of those kind of go hand in hand, you know, start with just being doubted um you know, I put a lot of a lot of time and work in in high school, you know, sacrificed a lot um you know, I felt like I was doing doing my part in terms of you know um honing in on my game, making sure I was being the best player that I could be on a daily basis um you know, I feel like I was somebody that was obsessed with the game, you know I was making all the social sacrifices um and in terms of the sacrifices I was making, I didn't feel like it was matching up for, with the results. Just in terms of scholarships, stars, you know, stuff that really doesn't matter. But you know, it's important to you when you're in high school. And so, um, you know, a lot of people get discouraged by that. Um, they'll, you know, they'll simply just stop working hard because they feel like it was all for nothing. But you know, I'm here to tell any young guys out there who you know are struggling. <clears throat> with, you know, not getting the attention they deserve, considering that they've put the work in and, you know, they know in their hearts of hearts that, you know, they've done everything possible um, that they can control in terms of being the best player that they can be. And it, it still might not be um, what you want it to yet. You know, I'm here to tell you that, you know, that, that work is is still very important because um, you know, that's, that's what sets you up in the future. Um, all, all the work matters, you know, the work that, that you're doing when you're a nobody to me is almost as important, you know, as the work as you're doing when you, when you, when you make a name for yourself, because, um, you know, that's, what's going to put you in the position. So when, when, when your number is called, you know, the world can see what you've already known um, because you put the work in, but you know, now that now they can become a witness to it. And so, um, you know, for me, it was always um, overcoming the doubters, um, the naysayers and staying true to myself and understand that, you know, this work will pay off. You know, I just gotta keep being the best version of me I can. And and that's tough. You know, it's definitely hard to, you know, keep going, especially when we don't have anything physical, you know, no accolades, there's no awards, there's no all American game in high school, there's no power five offers. But um, you know, I just always tell myself it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, you don't you don't try to chase down the competition, you know, in a split second, you know, it's just a gradual work your way up, work your way up. And eventually, you know, you'll, you'll be in those conversations. And then um, the injury aspect, you know, it's a part of the game. It's, it's something that's definitely discouraging. You know um, I've I had a, a knee injury and a shoulder injury. And so uh just the whole rehab process and trying to make sure that you become, you come back um, not the same, but even try to come back a better player. Um, you know, there's, there's long days and, physical therapy and you know you're questioning if you'll you'll get back and and be the same but for me I just try to always keep a positive attitude take things a day at a time um, you know reassure myself that through through prayer and hard work you know everything will work itself out and at the end of the day what's meant to be will be and so uh, you know I just try to live my life I don't try to get into comparisons too much of me and the next guy, you know, I just try to control what I can control. And, you know, after that I'll just let everything else take care of itself. So.
0: Facts. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. That's, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's never easy whenever you're just constantly being overlooked, especially at such a young age, man, and you're doing just a great job of overcoming it. Mm. And uh, you're an inspiration out here, my man. Um, So with that being said, Bryce, one last question for you. I end this question with every single person I've ever had on my show. What kind of advice can you give to the young athletes out there that are looking to be in the same shoes as you, man? They want to take, maybe they want to take their talents to the next level. What what kind of advice can you give to those guys? Uh,
1: No, for me, it it would be, you know, this is going to be a super cliche answer, but uh, I would say just, you know, you got to work hard and, you know, I'm not gonna be like some people and say work hard and just leave you with that because you know. I remember when I was younger and people would say, you know, you gotta work hard. I'd, I'd be like, well, what do you like? What what is what do you mean work hard? Like, give me an example. So, you know, when I say that, it's it's more so, you know, you got to do stuff that's really not asked of you. You know, when you join a team, everyone has mandatory team workouts, things of that nature, things that your coaches are expecting you to do it's on the schedule um, and whatnot. But you got to take things a step further and, you know, assess yourself, get other people's opinions about your game, um, where they feel like there's loopholes at, um, where you feel like you need to get better, and then take it upon yourself to do that on your own time, you know, away from the team um, and and really get those extra hours in while, you know, everybody else might be done with the team workout. They might go home, play video games, this, that, and the third. Um, If you really want it like you say you want it then you know you got to make those sacrifices and put the extra work in by yourself you know there's it's going to be times where, you know you got to stand alone you're you know basically isolated you know i feel like most of the times i'm working on them by myself honestly um and once you once you get used to doing that you get in the flow of it and you really buy into to the to the whole situation of you being you know in the dungeon by yourself um and you really by into that, like I said, I feel like you'll 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 soon start to gravitate and and you'll see the benefits of it. Like I said, you just working hard, making the sacrifices, and <clears throat> setting yourself apart by doing the things that's not that's not typically asked. And so, um, yeah, when I was younger, you know, I was doing extra footwork drills, extra position drills. Um, I was a sponge to say the least. You know, any information I could get, YouTube, um, all the trainers, videos on Instagram, whatever information I can seek out, you know, my favorite players. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Tyron Matthew. Can't tell you how many times I've watched his highlights, you know, just try to take pieces from everybody's game and, you know, find a way to fit it into yours and and make it a little bit more unique and, you know, put your own type of flavor on it. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, you got to work hard, you got to make sacrifices, and you got to be a sponge. Don't be afraid to ask questions um and, and just try to seek as much information about your position and the game of football in general as much as you can to to put yourself in the best situation possible when it's time to play
0: yes sir yes sir bryce thank you so much for up on the show today where can everyone follow you out on social media
1: oh yeah you can follow me on twitter um you just search my name bryce cosby it should pop up but um i think it's underscore because five and then um you know the same goes for for instagram so Yeah, if you search my name, you should be able to
0: find me. Yes, sir. I'm super excited to watch your journey. I appreciate you hopping on the show today, man. And, uh, man, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season pans out. And You got a bright future ahead of you, and I'm super excited to see it come to fruition for you. Yeah,
1: appreciate you having me on the show. Like I said, uh, thank you so much. It It was definitely a pleasure.
0: Yes, sir. Likewise.